0: Good morning to you on this awesome Sunday morning. Oh, but word, it's eight degrees here where we stay. And, uh, but we have a warmth in our heart because of the word. The word is like fire in my bones. Somebody say, the word is like fire in my bones. What an honor to be with you all and our loved, our family and all the family. From wherever you are tuned in this morning, from Cape Town, South Africa. Oh my word, we have phenomenal testimonies. Yesterday people sent me messages and please, if this help you in life and we're going to make a call to pray with people at the end, send us what the messages and the testimonies. We've got phenomenal testimonies. How people came out of the COVID thing and how God restored them and uh, all these powerful things that God can do. Take every limitation of God and, uh, so that you can walk in that greatness that you were destined for. Now, uh, my word this week, I'm so proud of all our leaders and pastors and, and, and people. Now, Loftal is not shut down, they're more active now in the community than ever before because more than a thousand and so many families were impacted. And uh, we had a few people that sowed into this, and thank you. And uh, we need more people to, uh, my word, to join with us forces to impact the community greater and do greater things and help more families and help people in this cold weather. I always say, God, make me a billionaire that I can put up a roof on five hectares of property And get all the street people under that roof when it rains. We had rain. And I think 100 millimeter. So that we can take care of people. That's the heart of Jesus. Jesus always. He said the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he anointed me to preach the gospel first to the poor. So the poor is highly on God's agenda. And that's what we need to do. Now, Now when people miss this. It's the only way how you can lend unto God. He who is generous to the poor. The Bible says he who gives to the poor lends unto the Lord and God will reward him. Why? God is not somebody that just let the things pass him by. He's aware of everything. But I want to speak this morning because in July we start speaking about grow, sow and go. Growing, sowing, and going. <laughs> and uh, I don't mean to heaven only with going. I mean to fulfill the great grand design. What every born again believer, God has the same message for every born again believer. To go and make disciples. But we first need to grow up. Growing, sowing, and going It's the nature. It's the whole package deal. If you come short of the one, then you're not operating in the fullness of what God has designed you. That's why we need to grow. Healthy children grows automatically. I always use the example. When my children were little, I didn't say, grow now, grow now. No, no, no. They grow automatically. It's when children are sick and it can hinder their growth. And that's why God's people needs to be healthy people that you can grow up. Oh my word, Charlotte Cronk always had a saying and I took it from her. She said, "Grow up or God will throw up." <laughs> because if you rather were cold or hot, but now if you lukewarm I'll spit you out of my mouth. That's powerful things. You you know, there's certain scriptures in the Bible that we would like to rub out and cut out with a blade. But when you cut it out this side, there's something more powerful on the other side. But that's the word of God. Forever settle. God said what proceeds out of my mouth. Scriptures we used, uh, used last weekend. He said, I will not alter that word. Now, this morning, I want to take you because the church of jesus have six purposes to fulfill on the face of the earth now i don't want to speak about the six right now maybe tonight but i want to help you that we can be effective significant now this is very very important stuff that we're going to share because if we don't understand the heartbeat of the father you will miss the whole thing that's why we have a saying. In disciple making, we've created a lot of mules all over the world for years and years. We have mules in the church, hard workers. Oh my word, they can work hard, but they sterile. And God never wants you to be sterile, He wants you to be fruitful. <laughs> he said, I have appointed you to become fruitful in the book of John. And that's why it's all have to do with growing. Now, the moment when you stop growing, you start dying. And because you stop living, grow is an ongoing process. Grow, 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 grow. Because how more you grow. Now, Pastor Vielli yesterday, and oh my word, we speak quite often times about Opa Prinsloo. And now you know I have a bit of blow rocky in me and members in Christ and uh, he said, Opa said years ago, and that thing stuck yesterday with me. You only have so much of Jesus in you as you have word in you. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. You only have so much of God in you as you have of his word in you. If you had this little word, this is how be God. Now, that's where I came out of. The level of your revelation will be the level of your operation, God wants us to be, do some. I'm so, I've got an excitement in my heart, even people die around us, people get sick, and we've seen so many pastors die, and yesterday brother Lucas died, and uh, that lives there, you, you know, all these things, and Pastor Benny from died, and all these things happen, continue, husband's wife, But let us hold on. The fact that you open your eyes this morning is God is not finished with you yet. And he's got a great plan. Not a good plan. A great plan for your life. Now I'm coming with the introduction to get you thirsty and hungry for what the word is going to do. Because I'm going to help you how to stand up in a down world. How when the world fails you to have a faith that's anchored. Now now, that's the main thing with anchors, with ships. They can be in what kind of sea if they throw the anchor. Nothing is going to move them. And you need to mountain climbers anchor themselves. I uh, did the funeral of uh, somebody's son who got on Table Mountain and he fell off and Sad situation, but it's all got to do with anchor, how you anchor yourself in life, is going to determine how you're going to come un- out on the other side, now God never wants you to come out of the other side of the storm defeated, or just a hurricane survivor, or just in survival mode, actually God doesn't want you only to be successful, I know very successful people, but they're miserable, they have no joy, they have no hope. They have no uh, a significance and impact in life. God called us to be effective <laughs> and significant in this life, to change lives. And that's where the difference is. So God is taking the whole church world from average, from survival, from just making it or just living to make heaven. Or just being successful, have another car and can eat a McDonald's hamburger and the church can build a bigger building. It takes us out of that mode to be significant, to change the world. You are a world changer. A world changer. Please say it again. Say, I am a world changer changer. Years ago when God sent me to Cryfontaine, I thought I'm going to be a Cryfontaine changer. And we moved from a church vision to a community vision, from a community vision to a town vision, from a town vision to a Cape vision, from the Cape vision to a world vision. And that's why we could have moved into dimensions only by the grace of God. And I want to help you because you can come out of this more powerful more prosperous, more blessed than what you enter into. Now you're in one of three places. You're either going into a storm, or you just came out of the storm. Come on, somebody! <laughs> or or you have conquered the storm and walk victorious. And that's why God helps you, that you can help other people. Now now we in this pandemic thing and and. Uh, now, there's a natural one, the COVID-19 thing first, you know, and I say we're in this world and not from this world, so we need to operate in the world that it will not touch us and that we will come through with greatness. Now, that's one thing that creates so much havoc in people's lives. The other pandemic we have is the spiritual storm and the emotional storm. Because uh, if you can now, uh, I can give you ideas and drink vitamin C and get your immune system and the medical profession can help you how to overcome this battle with COVID-19 and flus and whatever it may be. But I can help you through the word how to overcome the emotional storm that people go in because in the emotional storm there's a fact that it operates by fear anxiety hopelessness have you ever felt hopeless somebody sent me a text of somebody that cries and I've got great respect for this man of God because there's so many people in Gauteng area that don't have food and don't have stuff and he said he he, he cannot help everybody he doesn't know how now don't expect the government you and I who's the church is called to impact people's lives and I said to him I know the feeling when you want to do more but you are limited in your resources and that's why faith Is such a powerful subject. Now people ask me. How can you preach faith? And some people say. Please remove me from your group. I say. All I can do it. You know. (laughs) It's a choice. Life is made out of choices. And then the choice brings the change. It's not only changes. I first make the choice. And the choices we made yesterday. Is the price we're going to pay Or the blessing we're going to experience today. Now this is the thing I want to help you. Because I've put something in writing that I was preaching years ago. And I went in the archives this morning (laughs) early. Actually yesterday to get some of the notes and just go through some stuff. And I had a statement that I said, The deceptive enemy of doing. The deceptive enemy of doing is loving the Lord with all my strength is to just listening, (laughs) not to be doers of the word. It's just listening and not to be doers. That's the deceptive enemy of doing, just listening, but not doing. And that's where, because that can hinder you to grow, to sow and to go. Now, now, to grow and to sow and to go, I must know, listen, what the enemy strategy is. Now, we, we, we're not supposed to be fearful. Why? God knows the end from the beginning, and he knows exactly the beginning, and he knows how it's going to end. Now, we as believers are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. You need to know the end. It's going to end well. (laughs) Victorious. Not defeated. And if people die, they just change the address. (laughs) Then they crown with a greater glory. So we're not fear of death. And we're not fearful of corona. And it's not a stigma or a bad thing. It's like having the snuffles or coughing or sneezing. That's that. But you have the great I am in you, greater is he that's in you, than what's against you in the world, now I must know, (laughs) listen, what the enemy wants to do anything, listen about, he cannot do anything about your salvation, but he will try to do anything to hinder you, to live in the fullness of God, live out the promises of God, over your life because he wants you not to be significant there's a lot of average christians and this is where hearts are revealed the lockdown reveal am I selfish am I very self-centered is it just for me i will survive <laughs> is it all about me or is it about Living out God's dream. And I said, we create meals, We took God's dream, a pedigree, horse. and we took our dream, a donkey, and we mix the two. Now we created a mule, hardworking, and it's all about works, but I never become so significant that I can produce. God wants you to be a producer of the word, of his character and his will. Now, (laughs) Satan wants to hinder your growth. Now, I'm not saying he can do it. I'm not giving glory to him. I said he wants to. He wants to hinder your growth. He wants to hinder your sowing, your going. (laughs) He wants to make, maybe you in a, financial uh, pandemic or in an emotional one or in a fight yeah I said financial or in a relationship one and you fight continually against this thing and his is his weapon is to create a storm by paralyzing your <laughs> your planning abort god's dream he tries to abort it. And he wants to bring delays on what you expect God to do. That's his weapons. Because he knows how dangerous you are. Say, I'm dangerous in the hand of God. How many thoughts? And I can tell you, I battle thoughts this week. And suddenly, when the thought came, the enemy works with the speed of a thought. I say, no, devil. uh -uh." That's not what the word says. I'm not going to give any foothold of you in my mind that will later overpower my spirit man because who owns the mind controls the feet. I will not. And then I replace that negative thought with the word of God. And it's amazing. Immediately. Say immediately. That thought leaves you. It shows you. It's not the mind of Christ. Now listen what The Bible tells us in life, he creates a storm (laughs) and he wants your hope to fly out of the window. Now when you lose hope, it's Ichabod, the glory departs because you no longer operate in the glory. Now the glory is not only shaking and falling over and laughing, the glory, the word produced the glory. There's a glory that God, the knowledge of the glory is what I need to know. Now people say, why do you say our biggest enemy is not the devil? Because we face witch doctors, we face the water spirits, and we face uh, uh, all the Satanists, and everybody is on a travel with the Satanist church. Blow that. That's not your battle. (laughs) Your battle is we have a war against The forces of darkness. And if I don't have the information what is my possessions. What I have. The weapons of my war. Then the enemy is defeating me. Now that's why I've got the saying. Because our biggest problem is ignorance not knowing what God is saying. Wow. I don't know what God is saying. Then I'm going to believe everybody's voice and everybody's information. And then I'm going to flow in everybody's opinion. And opinion is like noses. Everybody. Imagine all the prophecies. I was looking yesterday through a thing where somebody prophesied when the Easter is over. The COVID-19 thing will be over. And and I put it down in writing. And I thought, oh, my word. And then they say, okay, the next face that's going to happen on Pentecost. And here we are. Now the Bible says, how do I know what's a true prophet when he s- says something and it comes to pass? How do you know a false prophet when he says something and doesn't happen? Oh Jesus. Prophets are in trouble. <laughs> I'm not talking about faith prophecy. we all faith prophecy. I am what the word says. It's faith prophecy. I'm talking when people say, "Thus say of the Lord. If it doesn't come to pass false prophets that's why we're not here to be led by prophecy now I know a lot of people switch off now their cell phones and things they don't want to hear this but it's because the word is the highest authority set in stone now Jesus came and he tells us how to be anchored when a storm comes and it happens now I was uh little boy and somebody pushed me in a dam and I nearly drowned I felt how I'm busy and it was a experience many 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 hundred years ago now what did they do they pushed me off the anchor that I was standing on and this is what God wants you to understand when everything fails you that you will have a faith that works for you in life now now that faith is free from fear. <laughs> fear is the number one enemy against God and the word kind of faith. And that's why Jesus came in Matthew chapter 7. He spoke about uh, a lot of powerful things that he spoke about and then he end his words with Matthew 7. Now, the statement is if you don't understand this parable, the parable of the sower and the parable of building, you don't understand anything of your Christ-like life. Because in Matthew chapter 7, he showed us what it is when a man builds on sand. That's what the enemy wants. People bowl on different things. Do you know at a stage, you need to turn back to the foundation because it can crack, it can sink, and how strong your foundation is, how higher the building can go. That tells the parable of the sower and what Jesus said, because Jesus start with, I will show you. I will show you, in Matthew seven, twenty four. he says, then, I will show you how is a man that builds his house on the sand and on the rock who hears the word and do the word. Because he says in 24, so everyone, not certain ones, everyone, Who hears these words of mine. And acts upon them. Oh Jesus. So you cannot be only a hearer and not acting. Because now the Bible is going to describe how your life is going to be. The power lies in faith comes by hearing. Now I need to act upon what I hear. He said... He said, I who hears these words of mine and acts upon them in brackets amplified obeying them will be like a sensible, <laughs> prudent, practical, wise man who build his house upon the rock. Wow. This is powerful. Now, <laughs> And the rain fell. There's three elements that will attack your house, what you are building in life with. He said, And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. Now the other translation says, and a more powerful, it has been anchored. To the rock, <laughs> anchored. Now, if you anchor to the rock, and that three now these three elements, what Jesus was sharing here, it affects your house. We are busy building houses. That's our lives, and the house now people build build a house on the same neighborhood next to each other. The one built on the word. On a strong foundation and with anchor to the rock. The other person came and Jesus said how he built. Now that three things that he said, it's number one, <laughs> the one translation says the rain comes, it has an effect on the roof. Then the wind blows, it affects your doors and windows. And the next thing, the floods came and it hits the foundation. That's what the enemy strategy is in this coronavirus thing, where people are in fear. It first starts with a thought. Now you say, Gustav, why don't you, aren't you spitting and jumping? And I am, uh, it come to that. But I need to let the word penetrate past what you have built in now that uh, they found out houses that's built on a weak foundation, they have a strategy how to go under that foundation, pump in powerful concrete to make that house stand. So I'm here, if you ever build on sand, that the Holy Ghost with the word will pump in this morning concrete, that your house will stand if you operate it by fear, or operate by anxiety, or have this trouble, or have no hope. You've lost everything in life. I want to help you this morning to become that strong house because I know I was there in my life. I'm not talking by hearsay. I'm talking out of experience to toss in the tellers opportunity to give in, to blame God, to be angry with God, to be angry with people, to be angry with the word. It's an option, but that option just spirals you further down and takes you out of your position and develop a condition that you are not able to sit at the king's table and live out on heavenly places where you are seated. Now listen, he says, And everyone who hears these words, Uh, verse 26, Who hears these words of mine, And does not do them. Oh Jesus. He says will be like a stupid. Listen what Jesus said who's stupid. A foolish man. Who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell. And the floods came. And the winds blew. And beats against that house. Now, there was no foundation now. <laughs> Listen, and it was not anchored to the rock. He says, and against that house, and it fell. And great and complete was the fall of it. Oh my, that house was demolished. Why? When they did not build upon Jesus' sayings. Now, how do we know? And that's what John revealed to us. He said, God knows we love him by doing his word. And his instructions is not hard, not difficult to do. It's in 1 John chapter 5. Uh, 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 Yeah, 1 John 5. Now listen, this is the powerful thing about building the house. (laughs) So what, what, what? What what we need to understand, storms creates instabilities, and it brings confusion. Come on, somebody. And uh, when it brings and it creates confusion and instability, I need, and it will be tested with what I have built in this life. The Bible says it was anchored, what? To the rock. Now, if a storm creates the instability and confusion, but I'm anchored to the rock, I will come out of that storm and my house will not be touched like this. It's built on the rock, Jesus. So this is the thing that I've put down about uh, in Hebrews chapter 6, 1. But before I come there, I want to tell you, love Everybody asks me, what is Loftal? Is a Loftal just the valley of praise? Part of that, because we've learned praise is not just singing, it's declaring the word. <laughs> praise is bringing the word out verbally to re- release the sound from the tip of Africa is the sound of the word. That's why the singing are changing and the message are changing. We release a sound from the tip of Africa. Africa will be saved. South Africa doesn't go under, it go over. Oh my word, I was so blessed by the youth on Friday night. I was sitting there and later it's so cold, I got in bed and I said, God, you are raising up a generation that's going to be so powerful. Listen. And people say, okay, that's what you said about now Yes, Lofdal is... Uh, First century church (laughs) for a 21st century world. Wow! Loftal is, and this slogan, this declaration comes from the Holy Ghost. It's a first century church for a 21st century world. That means this morning (laughs) we we have the experience and uh, what happened in the book of Acts. So we hear in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, we hear in Jesus' death on the cross when they push the spear. He already died, but they push the spear right into his heart. That's why it's a heart issue out of his heart flows water and blood that's when the church start and in the book of Acts it was confirmed when the outpouring happened and in Acts chapter 2 from verse 42, that's how the first century church operate. <clears throat> now the 21st century church is not operating in that and we speak about that tonight the six things that comes out of that. But listen, it's a first century church for a 21st century world. I thank God for the lockdown because now we can turn back in a first century church to impact the world. With greater, Paul and Peter and John impacted the world without television, without a radio, without a cell phone, without electricity, without a ship command. Some of they had little boats with sails, without a motor car, without a bus. In a shorter time, they impacted the world. By just sharing and use the word. We have everything, television, everything. Even as I speak to you today. And do we impact the world? That's why quickly press the share button to help somebody. Because I'm going to give you three things that James is speaking about. That's going to help us to understand. But what we need to understand this morning of the word. Is the lies of the enemy wants you to compromise. And he wants you to step on the booby trap of fear, of anger, of unforgiveness, of ignorance, of all these things to delay (laughs) God's dream in your life. To paralyze your planning. To the dream God has placed on the inside. Now we know when he operates with confusion and all these things, that's the most dangerous time because when you are disillusioned, you make wrong choices. Help me. And then when you're confused, you don't know what choice to make. And that's what the enemy plays with the mind. But the word of God speaks to the spirit. Renew the mind that you can understand what's happening in the spirit world and then live it out in the body that you live in, in this earthen vessel that you are, so that you can demonstrate Satan's defeat. Now, the book of James was written in the most difficult times. The Romans locked down the church completely. Doesn't that sound familiar? There was no church services. They closed the buildings. They had to do it in private or underground. They were persecuted. They could pay with their lives. And here, a very short book gave us so much information. This is the half-brother of Jesus speaking. But now, <laughs> listen, in, in Matthew twenty eight thirteen. Now let me add this. That's how the enemy wants to distribute, spread a lie. And that's oh, as old as Jesus' resurrection. I was thinking about this this morning. Because the priest paid them money. <clears throat> and then what happened in Matthew 28, 12, the priest paid them. And in verse 13, he, he comes, comes with lies. He says, Tell them, tell his disciples, tell the world, uh, or tell whoever was a follower, tell his disciples, uh, or tell the world that his disciples came at night and stole his body away while we were asleep. <laughs> that's a lie, isn't that i I've never heard a lie, that's a lie. What's coronavirus trying to tell you? There's no hope. That's why I'm in a storm. It's not going to happen. I'm lost so much in finances. There's nothing going to happen. All this lockdown, all this closing. But it, 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 it burdens me and it brings pain to our hearts when you see businesses are closing down and people are laid off. But we're not here to listen to the lie of the enemy. We have the great escape out of the snares of the enemy, the blood and the word. You have overcome, not one day you will be, not when uh, we live in heaven. You have overcome in this world by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Now let me jump quickly to something to help you. But uh, the Bible says, but we know the truth. And the truth does what? Set you free. Now that's what people read. They think just knowing, now it's doing the truth that will bring freedom. Uh, because that's hebrews 6:19 and some uh, 11981 also say god my soul is weak from waiting for you to save me but <laughs> my hope my what my hope what is faith hebrews uh, 11 one. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful. My hope, says the psalm, is based on your word. Wow. That's the psalmist cry out. My hope. Lord, I'm so tired of waiting. But my hope is based on your word. <laughs> Somebody say the word. The word is this morning the thing that's going to help you. Now, I've got a few minutes to take you quickly to the book of James. Now, James, I said it's a very short book, but it's a well. It's a spring of living water. It helps us to have faith (laughs) when life doesn't work. It helps you to grow. It's helped you to not survive, but to thrive. Come on, somebody. And that's why <laughs> I'm going to help you this morning with this thing that I said we have the pandemic of the coronavirus, but I'm going to help you with everything to with the disease. <laughs> you from what? The enemy tries to put you in, because it's a disease that the pandemic creates, but your emotional things brings that dis-ease, and I'm going to help you to dis-ease, to get out of that (coughs) situation, to walk. I remember, and the Holy Spirit reminded me this morning when I was preparing, that day when the man pulled out the pistol and put it in front of my head. It was some petriotief on the border of Swaziland when I was a pastor. And he said, Today I'm going to kill you. And I I know. <laughs> All that I heard the Holy Spirit said, The blood, the blood, say the blood. And when I, it couldn't come out here, I said it in my mind. And I saw his finger pull, pull white, he's pulling the trigger. And uh, a lady jumped him out of nowhere, Mari van Niekerk. I wonder if she's still alive. I always told her, you're an asset to church. I'm going to buy you more hamburgers. And because she was quite visible and more chocolates to eat, I said, because you are an asset for any church. <laughs> when, when, when Ernest pulled out, now that Ernest we know, he came from the army, he was bomb happy. And I could remember in Mark house the day when he took the, the, the rifle. Oh, my word, R4. And he, wants, he said, today, I'll shoot you. And he used the B word. <laughs> and I, I realized he pulled the trigger, but nothing happened. because And then he realized the power of God. I can tell you stories upon stories. What I went through in my short life. But what kept me going to get me this ease and out of that disease mentality of God, where are you now, is the word. My hope is in God. And that's why James comes with, uh, with this powerful word. And when James said something so powerful, so significant, he's going to help you to grow. Say, I need to grow up. Growing, sowing, and then going. This is preparation time, people. It's to turn back to the word of God, to the basics. It doesn't help I have the big revelation that doesn't last because I've lost the basics, the heartbeat of the Father. Isaiah fifty nine twenty one says, and it's God speaking. He said, I promise to give you my spirit and my word. My spirit and my word. It's a double battle shotgun <laughs> for the enemy. So he knows when the spirit comes, he needs to alter the word. He wants to steal the word, parable of the sower, so that you cannot operate in the spirit. Now, now let me get to the book of James 1. And in verse 17, let me start there. James chapter 1, 17. Now remember, preaching is proclaiming, teaching is explaining. Now, a lot of people, the Pentecostals hate teachers. Oh, we don't have teachers. And if people don't spit and jump, they say there's no anointing. No, that's not what the case. It's the word works, the spirit and the word. He said every good gift and every perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the father of all that gives light. King James will say it comes from the father of light in the shining of whom there can be no variation rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning as in an eclipse. In other words, every good gift comes from God and there's no turning back on that. And that's why what shadows the world want to cast on you, whatever Uh, Things wants to rise up against you, or setting that shadow. A shadow is just the reflection of uh, something that's real, but the shadow is bigger than reality. You stand and let a shadow. The sun falls on you, or a light. The shadow you create is much greater. That's why uh, death is just a shadow. (laughs) That's why it's important to understand. Every good gift comes from God. And God has never regretted that he wants to give you, that you can operate in that fullness. Come on. And it was of his own free will that he gave us birth as sons by his word of truth, verse 18, so that we should be kind of first fruits of his creatures a sample of what he created to be consecrated to himself. Oh, my word. That's a very big mouthful. Now, I don't want to speak only on that. I want to help you to understand this morning what the Bible is saying, that God said, I will not alter my promise. I give you my spirit and I give you my word. In other words, out of the scripture we understand a few things how to be anchored how to be anchored on the rock and the first thing is the scripture we've just been reading treat God's word as a gift to me the instruction manual listen make God's word your final authority then you will be anchored everything that the enemy tries That's why Isaiah said, and and God speaks to in the book of Isaiah, scripture we've just been reading, I promise to give you my spirit and my word. Treat it as a gift. Oh, my word. When in Russia, there was no Bibles. People, (laughs) when they lost the Bibles, we have 10 and 20 and 30 Bibles. And we treat it as something the coffee is going to stand on. No, treat the Bible, the word of God the instruction manual of life, as a gift to you. This contains everything for you to conquer and to overcome. Because he said, I'm awakened over my word to perform it. Jeremiah doubt is calling. Jeremiah chapter 1 and chapter 2. And then God said, man, before you were in your mother's womb, I already planned you. And while you were in your mother's womb, I called you. To be a prophet to the nation. So God's got the nations for you in store. The word tells you. Somebody said you're no good. You're has-been. You're never going to make it. You're worse than that. It's uh, done. You're Christians. No, my Jesus. <laughs> the word tells me this morning. God called me. Before the foundation of you were called. Ephesians chapter 1. You were preordained. You were predestined. You were handpicked. You were called by God. That's why Paul says, I pray that your understanding, the the mind will be enlightened, that you will know the hope of your calling, that you will know and understand. God didn't call you to be a second hand. That's what James is telling us here. He said he gave us birth as sons, not as orphans, not as slaves. That is just a friend of God. As sons, come on somebody, of as sons by his word of truth so that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. A sample of what he created to be consecrated to him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Treat the word as a gift of God. Your most valuable treasure when the hand out In the underground church in China, Bibles, people are crying. They never owned a Bible, what we take for granted. That's why God had to stop everything. My word, that we will turn back, that we will not take things for granted. And say, oh, it's just another move. No, it's the move of God. Because if I put the word, if I can believe the word, Rivers of living waters will be ignited. I give you three things how to be angered. In that, to come out of the indecisive choice making. Or to make you the instability that there is. Or makes wrong decisions or be angry. So that you can lift your head high and say the joy of the Lord is my strength. I have all the weapons. I'm called to conquer it. I'm destined for greatness. I'm not destined just for what I am. Uh, I'm destined to do greater and mighty things, to impact more, feed more, rescue more families, help we have helped so many pastors, and help them not because they, we, we didn't have church for months. But God's goodness help us. That's what happens in the book of Acts. The first century church is going to manifest in greatness. The second thing, I need to do to be anchored, listen, with meekness, humbly accept whatever God says. Accept it with a humble heart, with meekness. James chapter 1 21, he said, So get rid of uncleanness. That means that word get rid. Means what covers you. What tries to invade you. That tries to affect your obedient heart. That tries to, it's scabs growing over your skin. There's a truth, but we build on with a lie. That's what it means. Get rid. (laughs) The things that covers your heart. Get rid of that. All uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. Now this letter was not written. It was written in that time when the church were so persecuted. And people paid with their lives. But God had the solution. James come and he says, And the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit. Listen, (laughs) that's the second thing to be anchored with meekness, with humbleness. Come on, somebody, (laughs) gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. That word souls there is not the spirit save the soul, renew the mind, save your souls, that means I need to, it brings light, brings hope, brings direction, brings correction, if I was out of line, it brings me back into line, but I need to receive it with meekness, that's the powerful key, so the first thing is what we said, how to be anchored, treat God's word as a gift, number two, with meekness, humbly, accept whatever God says in the word. Do it. Receive it. And uh, the, the second thing or the third thing is study the word. Then do whatever God's word says. You must do James 1, 22. It says, but be doers, oh my word, of the word. Obey The message. Obey the message. (laughs) And not merely listeners to it. Betraying yourself. You are a Christian. That's to be Christ-like, the word Christian. You follow Jesus. You know you have a calling. You know you have an assignment. But now the floods and the storms and the rain come and COVID-19 and everything. And all these things comes against you. But what do I need to do? That will keep people to be listeners only. And that's the problem. If you're only a listener of the word. I connected back to Isaiah chapter 5. And Isaiah chapter 4. Verse 1. That says. Listen. Or 6. It says. Not the devil. Not people. Not the government. Not Satan and his fallen angels. But you deceive your own heart when you hear the word and you're not obeying the word, doing the word. That's why people say, I try the sow business, but it doesn't work. It doesn't help you just sow one time and you haven't sown in 20 hundreds. You need to keep on sowing and water that word with the words, water that seed with the word. Your faith is seed that you need to sow. Sow the word! And protect the word. <laughs> it's the same with tithes. People say, I cannot, because I know the Bible said it, but it's old, it was not Old Testament only, it was old laws. Now before the law of Moses, Abraham sowed and gave a tithe. <laughs> but but they don't realize because they don't do it, that's why the devil is not the rebuke. That's why. Uh, the crops of the land the enemy is not rebuked come on somebody that's why uh, the the floodgates of heaven are not open above them and why uh, nations doesn't call them happy and blessed because people don't do the word be connected to a family that's do the word i'll do it my way i have got no if god tells you something a small letter g and it's not the word because it cannot be the word. Then it will not. It will be different than what the real G-O-D, capital word, says. That's why don't you deceive your own heart. God doesn't want you to live in deception. That's the enemy. The only way the devil can deceive you is through the word. He doesn't want you to be a doer of the word. We have millions of people will hear the word today. But if they're not doers of the word, well, that's the question I was asking myself again this morning. If we 80% Christians in South Africa, we can change this 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 whole world in over in one night. God can save the world. But why doesn't it happen? We hear the word someday, but are we doers now of the word? Come out of that chains. And be changed by the word of God. Because he says in 22. But be doers of the word. Obey the message. And not marry listeners to it. Betraying yourself into deception. By reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone listens to the word. Without obeying it. And being a doer of it. It's like a man who looks carefully. At his own natural face. In a mirror. The word is a mirror. Oh, the word must reflect through us. <laughs> you don't need a mirror, you're not part of the Dracula group. They cannot watch in mirrors, and if they watch, there's <laughs> no silhouette of them. What's the use of just looking in the mirrors? Oh, I look terrible. Oh, my word, I've got bags under my eyes. I just need warm water to make some tea. I look terrible, I look older. I- no! You look in the mirror to make adjustments, to comb your hair. Ladies, to put makeup on or that brooms. I was wondering where our first part of the brooms was. Then I remember somebody visit us and she had used it as false eyelashes. I look at some ladies. They've got, their eyes are too heavy. (laughs) It's the brooms. (laughs) Bring the broom back. (laughs) You appear in front of the mirror. To clean up, to dress up, to shave men. Comb your hair. How would it look if I was here today, look like an organ without notes with no teeth in my mouth? And, uh, or I put in the wrong false teeth. No, I don't have false teeth. And I didn't comb my hair and I didn't take the the sand out of my eyes. (laughs) And I just look like everything go wrong like a coronavirus slap. Now, what I'm saying, don't let these things get you under and bring you in confusion. He says the word is a mirror. He says, but he who looks carefully into the faultless law. That's what the word of God is. Faultless law. It's stoned. It's put in. It's, it's engraved. It's set in stone. God's word. He says, listen. He says, the law of liberty, of freedom, and is faithful to it, and perseveres in looking into it, be not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in doing his life of obedience, he shall be blessed, everything he does, everything he obeys, Now, the obedience of God, the blessing of God is connected to obedience. Study the word. Now, there's five things of studying the word of God's blessing. Because that's what James says in that scripture we've been reading. You shall be blessed. Five conditions for God's blessing. Number one, I need to listen to the word. Listen. I need to listen to the word. Because what I listen to will create fear or faith. Will put me under or over. Will let me have a breakdown or a break or a go through it. Come on somebody. Number two, study the word. That's what James says. That will keep looking me intentionally. I cannot live haphazardly and say, that's why I can command my morning. I'm going to tell you how my day is going to end. No matter what, I'm going to end victorious. I'm not going to be moved by what I feel, what I see, what I hear. I'm going to be moved, or what I have, I'm going to be moved by God's word. My God shall! Ha <laughs> supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. The word is the final authority. The third thing, what it means, the blessing, (laughs) I need to continue to do this. In other words, being a doer, keep on. That's what that scripture says here. He said, he, this person that keeps on being an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed. Now that word "blessed," that's what I mean. In his doing, in his life of obedience, he shall be. He shall be blessed in what? In his life of obedience. Obedience of what? Doing the word. <laughs> Live by faith. Hebrews uh, 38. The righteous, my righteous people, their life will be sustained. By what they believe, by faith in everything, your prosperity, your joy, your health, your everything, you can come out of this this morning by taking the word. By His stripes, I've been made whole. Oh, my word, we're going to pray with people. You're going to put the phone to their ears, Lancelse, before this, and we're going to believe the word of God this morning if <laughs> they can raise the dead. By putting the phone there in Madagascar, Dr. Skonkin tells us the story and also Maltari, what happened in France. <laughs> By putting the phone to the ear on the dead was raised, come on, then it can happen. So the five conditions to move and live in that blessing of God is number one, listen to the word. Number two, study the word. Number three, continue, do this, do the word. Number four, <laughs> memorize the word not forgetting it Joshua 1:8. God turned from a dead Moses to a loving Joshua and said now you're going to take the people to inherit the promises meditate the word that's what I do when I memorize the word <laughs> meditate is not an eastern thing it's not no 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 meditate the word I am what the word says I am. I can do what the word says I can do. I will achieve what the word says I will achieve. I can have what the word says I can have. I'm free from the word says I'm free. I'm not under the curse. I'm blessed. What do I do? I meditate the word. I didn't say I go by my feelings. I go because Joshua had to possess the land. And God said, this is the key. How are you going to do it? I will end with that scripture. But let me. And the fifth thing is do what it says. That's what is that I've just read you in the few scriptures of James. James carries a wealth to help the Christians how to make it when situations are not for them in the natural but against them. How they will see they will prosper. They will be blessed. They will be word people. They will go from strength to strength, from glory to glory, from one dimension to another dimension. They will love. They will stand out and not blend in the world because of the word. And I'm closing because then you will, listen, let your you have a faith that works when life seems it doesn't work. The three things to be anchored is that what we've just been saying. Receive the word of God as a gift. As a gift. We said in the second thing to be anchored. Listen, when storms come that you're going to make it, the storms is not going to hinder you or forbid you with meekness. Humbly accept whatever God says. God told me we've got a mandate. I accept it humbly. I asked the Lord, the hell. <laughs> and the what, what, what do you want me to do? How, how do you need me to? I can only go to the word. God said, Loftal will be known as the capital of miracles. How are you gonna do it, God? Listen, that's what I asked the Lord with meekness. With meekness, he said, he'll supply our needs. We will have breakthroughs and supply like we've never seen and study it and then do what the word says that's when you're anchored to the rock but then James finished he said you will be blessed and what you do and to qualify for that blessing is listen to the word study the word continue to do what the word says memorize the word and do what it says and this is what God gave Joshua. And then we're going to pray. Joshua one eight. Numerous times God told him, be full of courage. Be courageous. Be courageous. Be strong. Say, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be full of courage. Come on, somebody. I'm going to be strong. Say, I am strong. And then God says, I will not fail you nor forsake you be strong, the word strong there is confident and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit, it's always, God never saved you for you, it's always about somebody else, only verse seven, you be strong and very courageous, verse eight, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that, that, uh, Day and night, the last thought in your mind is the word. The first thought in the morning is the word, and you do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous. Who will make your way prosperous? God. Now he said it. Now it's my responsibility. I've got an enemy. The world around me, the, the devil tried to come against me, and the inner conflict. But I can solve all that problems with the word. Meditate the word. Hallelujah, my God. I've just felt that word hit a home run. For then you shall make your way prosperous. And then you shall deal. You shall, I shall deal wisely and have good success. Because the word works. And then God told him in verse 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong. (laughs) Be courageous. Be strong, vigorous, and very courageous. Be not afraid. Neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. Some of you say, God, I, I'm not anchored. I need to be anchored. If you're a sinner, you've never been anchored. You sinner, uh, sinners are anchored in the world system, the cosmos of seeing, feeling, and, and operating. But maybe you serve God for years and you discover you're not anchored. You took the word, uh, there was a time in my life I loved somebody more than God. There was a time in my life... And I took the word of God for granted. Oh, it's just a Bible, just a book. No, no, put it above anybody's book. And I'm there for book writing. But listen, put the word of God. Show highest authority this morning. The final word lies in the book, lies in the Bible, lies in God's word. And but maybe, and this morning you say, God, I repent. I come back to the word. I'm coming back. Pump that concrete under my foundation that it will not sink, that I will not be dismayed, that I will be strong and full of courage. Oh, my word. I'm ready for action. And I'm praying God's strategy will move in this time like we've never seen before. If you don't know Jesus, or maybe you're not anchored, Pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of this this morning. If you are sinners, say, Lord, I repent of my sin. Forgive me, my sinner. Wash me in the blood and put my name in the book of life. Lord, I want to serve you because I realize cars, houses, land, money, famous, just things that's going to perish and go. But your word will remain. I'm anchored to your word this morning. With your word comes houses, land, cars a hundred times more in this life and family, and everything the word says, because I take up my cross, and I'm following you this morning, I will not let go, if you maybe serve God for years, and you were not anchored, say, God, I repent, because <laughs> I can't repent from confusion, and I repent from from uneasiness, and I I, I, I repent from everything that the enemy tries to bring, <clears throat> and I yield to it, Lord, I repent, I'm going to be anchored to the rock this morning through the word of God. I make a quality decision in Jesus' name. If somebody's sick, phone them right now. Put the phone to their ears. I remember in the revival when we prayed for somebody with cancer, how they were healed and all these miracles that happened. And put the phone right now in the name of Jesus. I command COVID-19 to leave that bodies of these families and people. I say, COVID-19, you have not the final say authority. I rebuke the spirit of death. I rebuke every fear and anxiety. And I speak life. I speak life over these families and people and individuals right now in the name of Jesus. I come against you. Every sickness, every disease, cancers, high blood pressure, arthritis, sugar, diabetes... Oh, my word, what people, what pe- people are suffering from? I feel this, the presence of God that hits the word. My God, uh, set free, be set free from every condition. Now, in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk, because by his stripes you were made whole and you were healed. In Jesus, somebody with migraine, headaches, you suffer so much. Oh, my word. Somebody's got, uh, (laughs) now I don't do this, you know, I'm just playing Gustav the Donkey. But there's somebody you've got pain right behind your eyeball, and the Lord is healing you right now. Right now. Somebody with problems with the suffocus, and you battle to swallow. You, in the name of Jesus, I command my, share, that miracle to happen right now. Whoa, in Jesus name. <laughs> Come on, somebody, every sickness, every disease be healed. Right now, your concentration, oh my word, memory loss, I rebuke it right now. Right now, you don't have dementia or uh, uh, Parkinson's or uh, Alzheimer's. I command you have the mind of Christ. In the name of Jesus, every pain leaves bodies right now. Send us that messages and testify. I come against everybody that needs a financial miracle. Now, most people say, I need it. Be a giver. Be a shower. so Sew where you want to go. I gave myself out of bankruptcy. I know what it is. When they uh, nail a thing on the door and say, we're going to auction your home. And they repossess a car. I know I, I know what it is not to have food and not to have petrol and not to have water and lights. I, I know what it is. But I, have, I gave myself out of that in the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> and when you give yourself, say, Father God, I thank you, Philippians 4, 19. Because I give into the kingdom and I give... Into the body of Christ. And I give to the poor. My God shall supply all of my. He shall. Not maybe. Not maybe one day. He shall supply all of my needs right now. According to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. In Jesus name I pray. Me and my house we will serve the Lord. Gustav the Toy. And I know I'm a few minutes over the time. But I get so pumped up with the word. And I had to get this word out that it will be the runway for tonight. Tell somebody, we love you. We are one, two, three, four, five people here and uh, helping us and my family and my other children and grandchildren are in their homes. And, and uh, But we thank God this morning from our home to your home. We just want to say we love you and we pray for you that the greatness of God will manifest through you and that you will be a mighty history maker, planet shaker, and world changer. Gustav II from Loftal International, broadcasting here out of Tigerberg Hills from the Western Cape, South Africa. You are blessed.